Hi, this is uh, Cassette Tape 21. This is another episode of I Will Write Your Book. My name is Will Hines. I'm a ghostwriter. This is another meeting with one of my clients who wants a book written. Uh, as always, I have my copy editor here on the line, uh, Karen Donahue. Hello, Karen. Hi. Uh, Karen, how was your week? How are you doing? Good. Fine. Great. Okay, well, um, it's good to have you on the call. So, Oh, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry, Will. How was your week? How are you? No, I, that's not what I was saying. You don't have to ask me how I'm doing. I'm just checking <laughs> seems, in on you. Seems like it. You're my employee, and I just want to make sure you're you're doing all right. <laughs> Why is that funny? You, Why is that you funny? Think, you think I'm your employee? Well, yes, I pay you. I've hired you. That's what I mean. I, it's a no, small It's a small operation. I'm not I'm trying not, to... This is, right. I'm not your employee. Okay, well, I, I subcontract I am, to you. I, I'm self-employed. Okay, I see. I, see. I employ your service you. is what I mean. I, I just yes. I feel responsible for your time here, and I just want to make sure you're doing all right. That's all. I'm just checking in on you. I really meant it to be – I can't believe this is something we talk about every week because I honestly mean it to be like a three-syllable exchange. But that I hope you're doing all right. So we have uh, – this is another Zoom conference call where we have another client. This gentleman's name is Flint Banner. Uh, Flint, are you there? I think I've got you connected now. Down. Get down. Stevie, get down. Hey, hi. Hi, hi. guys. Sorry hi. about that. My, oh, uh, I have uh, six dachshunds, and they're just oh all my... kind of running around. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, cute. Little wiener dogs. They're sweet. Yeah. They're That's sweet, a lot. guys. That's a lot of dogs. All right. Yeah, just let us know if you need to take a break or go deal with them. That's totally fine, Flint. My name's Will, as you know, and this is Karen Donahue on the line. She's a copy editor. I like to have her on the calls in case she sees any grammatical challenges we'll be needing to deal with. Perfect. That sounds so helpful. I'm really glad that you guys were willing to set up a time to talk. Uh, you come yeah. highly recommended. Oh, um, great. So just a little bit about me and the project I'm working on right sure. now. I am working on a series, a 10 novel set of wow. fantasy novels, a la Game of Thrones, oh, a la Lord of the Rings. Yes. And oh. I have done a lot of the mapping the character building um a lot of oh, i guess what you would say world building but yeah um i just am kind of stuck on what to call everything yes you know that's one of the huge i'm a huge fans of, of that genre and i noticed when i was reading like lord of the rings for example a lot of the books sort of power comes from like just proper nouns you know just like rivendell is the name of the elves oh that's community good. Oh, we, well, we can't use that one because that's that's a pretty famous location oh. in the Lord of the Rings universe. Oh, that's from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's from Lord well, of the Rings. To be 100% truthful, I uh, I said that the books I'm writing are like Lord of the Rings. I yeah. don't actually know if that's true or not. I haven't read those. I just know that they're popular. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I totally, totally get it. Well, you know, like that kind of Dungeons and Dragons, sword and sorcery, King Arthur world, we all kind of know Ooh. it even if we're not experts. King Arthur, that's good too. Oh, well, we definitely can't use King Arthur. That's no. a that's a pretty famous myth. So that it sucks cuz that would be really good for my one of my characters who's a king. Yeah, well, oh, we can be inspired by we can be inspired right. by Well, well, I just want to mention something um King Arthur is public domain. Sure. You know, you could you could use we King could, Arthur if you wanted to. If you wanted to, it's could, available. We could it's, it's not like I it's would just, copyrighted. 
It would just be like calling a character Sherlock Holmes, like that's in the public domain. But if you do that, everyone's going to be thinking of the pre-existing Sherlock Holmes. Who cares? Stop being so scared. I'm just pointing out the consequences of it. So we might, we might, well, maybe I think we could think of an alternate to King Arthur that would be just as good. You're right. I'll put that down as a backup because I do love that. I think that my character has big Arthur energy, but I would like to come up with my own stuff. I would like to be one of those authors who's... um, I guess, writes their own stuff, kind of. Yes, sure. And uh, there's several arrangements we could do where I could pitch a lot of proper nouns and then then you you could pick and choose the ones you like. Game of Thrones is another great example. I feel like Game of Thrones has a really good mixture of terms that are simple but powerful, like King's Landing. You know, that's not a mouthful. That's a nice, simple town. This rules. Are those books good? Should I read them? Oh, yes, yes, they're, they're, they're quite good. You've never read any of the Game of Thrones books? <sighs> they're so big. They're so long. They are. They are quite – they're quite long. Um, I did watch – so how I actually got the idea for my series of novels is I watched the show on HBO. Oh, yeah, great Mostly show. Mostly what I would do is I, I wouldn't watch the whole episode. I would just kind of fast forward until, you know, it got interesting, if you know what I mean. I, I don't 100% know what you mean. I found a lot of it you pretty know, interesting. It might be. Sex stuff. Sex stuff. Well. Sexy stuff. Oh, I see. Okay. There's a lot of good sex stuff in Game of Thrones. So you'd wait for the sex stuff and then sort oh, of. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. How the... else are you <laughs> enjoy? You really, you know, se- you really don't need to, Flint, you really don't need to read the books. Thank you. Oh, you don't yeah. need to. You don't need to, but if you're going to write a fantasy novel, it might be a good idea so you've never read any of these fantasy – have you read like the Golden Compass series, for example? Okay. Don't lie to me and say a fake book to try to trick me. Oh, no. no that, that's a real book. The Golden Compass – that's a pretty well-known book. It's part of the His Dark Materials trilogy. It's that, so it, weird. It, I don't know why you're doing this, Will. Why would you try to trick him into thinking that's an actual – Karen, you've never heard of that <laughs> that book? <laughs> Nice try. You know, nice I'm try. sorry. I'm finding myself getting a little worked up. I don't want to be aggressive, but if the point of this call was just to condescend to me for not oh, no. being an academic, I totally apologize. I'm sorry. I, I um. Okay, let's let's go this way. So, so you... yeah, I'll just clarify real quick. No, I haven't really read a lot in terms of fantasy okay. novels. I haven't that... really read a lot in general. My favorite book is a comic book adaptation of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater video game. Wait, wait a minute. Your favorite book is My a favorite book comic a book comic adaptation book. Uh-huh. of a Tony Hawk skater game, right? Is that I, I'm just I'm taking notes here, so I just want to make sure I got that right. Are you condescending? Nope. I'm this honest to God. I'm just clarifying. Comic book adaptation, right? Tony Hawk skater game. One of the Tony Hawk skater games. Okay. Yeah, one of them, not all of them. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. That that's so that's probably an action packed story, right? That's probably an action narrative. So we want to make sure that we. Hey, you know what? We're finding out your likes. Let's have a really sexed up action version of a Lord of the Rings type of story. I mean, that sounds like it could be great. We'll have yes. a protagonist whose name is something like King Arthur. You know, it could be like it could be King could be King William. There's a lot of Williams in the English line. A lot of Henrys. Awesome. En- enough that I think you're you're not going to be. You can say King Henry, and that's that's not going to make people think of a particular King Henry because there's many King Henrys. Um, as long as it's well, like a I nice. Think, I think Henry VIII really leaps to mind whenever you say Henry. Okay, so maybe you can't King do Henry. Henry but... I think King Henry VIII. I oh, am. Nice. I am. 
could we like maybe just spitballing on that a dude i love is james bond and i don't know if you know this but he was also called sometimes 007 so maybe it could be like henry the 008th ah that's smart king henry 008 okay yeah that's okay i mean that's like on another so something you should know about my protagonist is he's like on another level okay on let me write that down on another level all right so yeah we really want him to stand out Yes. So double double oh eight might do that. It, it definitely is going to make people think of the Bond mythos. M- maybe there's something kind of fun about that, you know, like King. Sometimes you have a name that just sort of stands out. Like again, Game of Thrones, you have a character called the Hound, and we never find out like his name. And and uh, just knowing that he's the Hound kind of makes him stand out from the other characters. So maybe double oh eight is maybe, maybe that's okay. So our protagonist, King. Did you say Henry the O eight? Is that what you said? Yeah, King Henry O eight. Can we make it so that – how would you write it so that people know to read it that way? Because I don't want someone to read it with like a soft-ass voice like King Henry the 08. Soft-ass voice, like yeah. King Henry the 08. Well, we can, um, you know, capitalize that. Awesome. Yeah, we Or, can, you know, we can spell it out. Yeah. Awesome. We can, There's a lot of different can, things you can do. We can actually put an asterisk, and then down at the bottom there will be a footnote. Which one, is that? Phonetic, Which one is phonetic that? Phonetic pronunciation. Asterisk is like a star. It's above the eight. It's a little star above the eight on your keyboard. Oh, that's perfect because I'll be writing 008 already to begin with. So if it's right there, that'll make it easy. Uh, right. Sec- you can just do 008, shift that eight, asterisk down below. Pretty. Yeah, we can just, every time you mention it, have a little phonetic guide. Okay, don't explain it to me. I'm right. mansplaining. Okay. I All know. Right, I'll, I'll it's it really, off. you know. Well, you're really mansplaining. I apologize. Mansplain. I apologize. It's really so, offensive. I just want to ask you, Flint, because Will is like so hung up on these details. It's ridiculous. Now, you have 10 books, and you see you already have the story mapped out and everything. I just want to, what kind of, what's the story? I'm so curious. But it is a quest, my fair lady. Ooh, (laughs) nice. I love it. Yeah, so in the first book, King, um, I guess we'll, Go, yeah, let's just go with King Henry 08. King Henry 08 is kind of chilling out in the kingdom where he lives, which right now, since I don't have a word for it, it's just the placeholder is Riverside. So he's chilling out in Riverside, which is oh, kind okay. of like his kingdom where he's the number one. He yeah. is ruling shit. He's okay. banging it out every day. Right, but okay. Then this crazy old witch lady comes and she's like, you've been chosen for the quest. Oh, nice. She Love it. A series what's, of scrolls. What's the witch's name? Uh, right now, again, just a placeholder. The name is Dairy Queen. Okay. All right. So the Dairy Queen comes to Riverside and tells King Henry VIII that he has to go on the quest. You know, but- Flynn, can I just say? Yes, 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 yes. I love your placeholders. I like you them. Think so? I don't think so? Yeah, I don't think you, you're having a problem at all coming up with proper names for places and See, that's what and... I was wondering, because I was, so I showed the story, um, I gathered up all of the notes that I had, and I showed this to my parole officer, and they said, they, that was their note, they said that they were confused by all the proper names. Your parole officer, I, I didn't, you, um, you were in jail at one point, Flint, is that right? Yeah, I was. No, no, I, that that's totally okay. I mean, that that could be good experience to use in your story. I mean, there's a lot of 
lot of these stories involve like dungeons or or prisons or you know rogues who are on the run from the law. Like I wouldn't I, unless it's very personal. That that might not be bad to use some of that experience in your story. Um, it could even add some credibility oh. to that part of the story. Someone who has served time and you know the the act of writing the book can be a redemption arc that would attract people to the story. That's actually really no no one gives a shit about that. Well, I think no one gives a shit about pe- that. No okay? people. Uh, no, I, Flint already has a great quest going on. Okay, so the I, Dairy I love the Queen, quest. the Dairy I love the Queen quest. comes and sends him. You have to go on a quest. Yeah. Then what happens? So D- Dairy Queen says, "King Henry, oh wait, you got you've been chosen for a quest in Riverside." Okay, yeah, yeah I, I'm on board with this. What's the nature of the quest? Why does it have to be? Why is King Henry, oh wait, the one who's specialized so, to do this? Well, it was foretold in the scrolls. And what he has to do is he has to return this object. He has to Mm. return this object back to its birthplace, back to like the part of the earth that it really actually genuinely belongs in. Right. Uh, Right now, my placeholder for that is that he has to return a VHS copy of Goldmember to the blockbuster on 8th. Okay, so there's blockbusters in this world and video players and video tapes. But we would change the name, so... Okay, placeholder. Yeah, it's it's maybe fun to mix up technology. Sometimes it's fun when olden time stories have, like, modern things in them. I like it, that. It could be all right that there's VCRs in this world. We just sort of never explain it. We And, and in the eventual TV adaptation, Flint, they, they could be kind of art directed to be kind of antiquated and sort of beat up old VCRs like steampunk technology. That's not, it's not bad. You could eventually reveal that this world's actually in the far future, like post-apocalyptic. And his- that actually solves a problem for me because one big aspect to the story is that he gets a lot of his messages on a MySpace page. And I couldn't figure out, I was like, well, I got to get rid of that because it's not fantasy. Maybe we keep it, you know, uh, maybe okay. it's like in a post-apocalyptic olden times so there's old technology awesome. laying around so king henry could have like myspace could have like somehow been reconnected or re-energized in this future just real quick what were you in jail for if you don't mind me asking or what was the nature of your crime oh no that's fine yeah it was like assault i assaulted an officer oh gosh it was <clears throat> you can get in a lot of trouble for that that's for sure yeah yeah i would say it was my fault Hey, that's that's big of you to be able to admit that. That makes me feel better about somebody when they are. The words I always use are accountable and amenable. Yeah, I just it was so dumb. I can't believe I did it. He just had a stupid haircut, so I said, "Hey, pig, nice cut." I don't know. Yeah, that's that's pretty aggressive. Yeah, I can see a police officer not digging that too much. How old were you when this happened? I was God. What year was that? Let's see. I was on my way to prom, so I was twenty-one. Oh, you went to prom when you were. 21 years old. So it, was it not your prom? You were somebody else's prom. Oh, God, no. Yeah, no, I was someone else's date. Kind of chaperone. I don't know. It was my yeah. cousin. We had like a weird, I couldn't figure out what was going, what our dynamic was. Okay, yeah. So pretty complicated situation. Maybe that was contributing to your mindset. You know, you're a little bit scrambled on the way. And in this- speaking of using things, I use that in the story. Like you were saying, use my real life. Yeah. So one thing that kind of complicates things for King Arthur is when he goes on this. King Henry Wait. Oh, yes, that guy. Yeah. Um, he, one thing that complicates things for him is he wants to go on the quest, but he also has his cousin back in Riverside that he is kind of drawn to in a way. Hey, that's for these. That's that's like a Jamie Lannister, Cersei Lannister, who were brother and sister in the Game of Thrones 
I don't know if you picked up on that because you might have been fast forwarding by it, but they they were brother and sister and having a secret affair. And that was a, you know, that, that's, that can be really compelling. These forbidden couplings. So I I love that being in your down, get down. Hey, Flint, can I ask you a question? Hmm. Yeah, go ahead. What What are your dog's names? Oh, my dogs have just dumb names that I like, don't care about. Their names are Missandra, Ponce, um, the Wolf of Asgard. Hey, I, these these are pretty good names for your fantasy novel, don't you think? Like, what? Mithandril is not a bad name for a for a I character in this world. That. You said the Wolf of As- Asgard, or what did you say? The Wolf. Yeah, that that well, that suits the kind of world you're trying to build. That might be better than King Henry VIII. Like, I think like even if the protagonist was the Wolf of Asgard, could be. That could grab you, you know? I could see the back cover of the book, you know? The Wolf of Asgard was, you know, You're having really a... You're flipping the script on what I thought fantasy was all about. I'm flipping the... Yeah, hey, we're, again, we're just in the spitballing phase, so if it doesn't feel right, we can stick with King Henry Wheat and Dairy Queen, Riverside, and a VHS copy of Gold Member. You say you have 10 books in mind. Can you tell me some of the big... Any of the big signature events? Like, is there like a cataclysmic extinction event or like a rise of a, of a hero or some, you know, there's probably going to be some major victories and major losses. I, I know you don't know Lord of the Rings, but like Sauron is the main villain is defeated at one point, And then there's still a whole novel left after that. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So um, a couple of the big like turning points for my story are around book three um, one thing that happens is the protagonist meets a new character who will kind of like band together with him to help him solve the quest because it turns out there was also a prophecy foretold about this character. And that's kind of mind boggling to him because King Henry VIII has up to this point really thought of himself as the center of the world and the idea yeah. that there are prophecies about other people is like very empathy building for him. Oh, I love that. That's that sounds like a really good turning point. So another ally, but also maybe a little bit of a rival, a little bit of someone to intimidate King Henry away. Yes, because they don't really realize that their prophecies can be completed together. Together, they're first. not mutually exclusive. Exactly. So let's think of a name for this guy. Let's give a good name. Maybe like Alejandro or um, Lysander. You know, we can borrow from Shakespeare a little bit. What's your placeholder now, Flint? Oh, it's stupid. It's the beef. Oh, cool. I like that. De you, beef. Really? You're saying da beef like D A beef? Is that what you're saying? D A so beef. Just, yeah, uh-huh. it's named after my buddy da beef. Okay, so King Henry VIII and da beef could be pursuing this quest to return the VHS copy of Gold Member to its original blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I think the placeholders are going to end up giving this book its own style. I mean, maybe if we if we replace these, we might end up making it very bland. You know, maybe we we go with this. I want to go back to your favorite book being the adaptation of the Tony Hawk skater game. Are you yes. a skateboarder at all? Is that part of the culture that you're excited by? Are you an, were you an X Games I fan? I love it? it. Oh, man, I love it. I grew up in Riverside, and there's like a pretty strong skate community here. I never really could get my footing. I'm super clumsy, so I would just like kind of hang out at the park and whoop my friends on and like whoop cheer, them on. Yeah, cheer for them. And like if they landed something really good, I'd be like, Sick trick. That, that was your role in the in the group, sort of. Yeah, sort that was of, hard for me to accept. Because you I, wanted to be more a central part of it. Yeah, it felt like you know, how, felt like how, having uh, your balls cut off to not be able to skate. 
which it's is got to be rough. How old were you at the time you're thinking of? Let's see. This was um, like roughly around the time that I got my driver's license. So 23, 24. Okay. All right. So just a couple years after you went to the prom. Do you have any names for the whole saga? Again, I know you've never read Game of Thrones, but the Game of Thrones is actually just the name of the first book. And the name of the whole saga is uh, A Song of Fire and Ice. Oh, you know, yes. Or like Fellowship of the Ring is the first book in the Lord of the Rings saga. So sometimes – So I was just thinking of things that like – because the whole thing is about a quest, about a lot of stuff that you got to get done. So I was just thinking about things like that. So one thing I was thinking was get her done. Cool. Okay, get her done. Just writing this down. Get The get her done quest – and I didn't even tell you anything about my main villain. Is that something you need to know about? Yes, we would need to know about that. Yeah, that the Dairy Queen's not the villain. So, so who's the villain? Oh no, the Dairy Queen is like a neutral force. Okay, in this That's... world, the villain is sends, yeah the the Dairy Queen's the one who sends him on the quest. Yeah, we're just getting to the villain. So I just want I I was yes, we need to know the villain is what I'm confirming okay. for Flint. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So the villain is uh, just, I'll give you the placeholder information for now. The villain is this guy named Stephen Perkins. He's um, uh, a bureaucrat um, in the system, and he makes Flint go to all these meetings and he holds him to these standards that are impossible to meet. Like at one point, Flint has to get a job. Right. So you've started calling the protagonist by your own name, Flint, but I think the protagonist oh, is um, King Henry. Oh, wait. Right. Yes. Yeah. King Henry Wait has to. Uh, so Steve Perkins based on somebody in in your life, Flint. I mean, technically, is that okay? That's that's often really good. That's often really good for a story to to use real life to be inspired. Uh yes. Yeah. What kind it's, of meetings is Steve Perkins making you, Flint Banner, going to? Um, he has to go to monthly meetings where he meets with Stephen to confirm that he has not been hanging out with any of his former associates that ah. he has been showing up to work. Oh, I see. Um, Steve then, is your parole officer. Yes. Yeah, he's, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Should I just have said that? No, Should no, I that, just have said that's, it? That's okay. That's okay. So you want there to be a villain named after your real parole officer, same name. And he has a similar role in this fantasy world. They say, right. What do you know? Okay, so there's this, so King Henry O'Wait has to meet with this parole officer once a month, and this this guy's a real jerk. He's a bureaucrat. He's just a real pain in the butt. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Yeah. And I think you know he has a heart. Like there's a good guy underneath there, but he got his balls cut off a long time ago. Maybe we should just use that phrase a lot. We should maybe we should indicate in the book who's got their balls and who's got their balls cut off, like metaphorically, like. Or even literally, maybe this is a world where you get your balls cut off if you're too weak. And if you're really dope and mm. sick, you get maybe you get extra balls. Yeah, There like, could be like a balls system. I love that. And maybe King Henry 08 has four balls, but he's hoping to get like eight balls. And if he returns the gold member, he'll get more balls. And Steve Perkins, of course, will have no balls. I wow. Wow. Well, this is yeah. really this idea is really telling of you. How do you figure that? That's only a man who could himself be emasculated could realize what it would mean to want to have more balls I thought, exactly I, exactly that oh, i said that in such really, a clear concise you way so no, I, I think insightful I, you were so insightful the oh, message was you. clear what you were trying to say I, I i i look hey i'm not the most manly man that's true i love cats i knit 
but uh, I, I feel pretty secure about my T levels. I'll say that. I think my T levels are all right. And um, do you know what just, they're at? I mean, I don't have them measured right now. You gotta now. get them checked. You gotta get them checked. Can you? Can you get? Where does one get your T levels checked? That's something at the you doctor. Can do? Oh, yeah, you go, go to, to the, the doctor. doctor. Or if I you go like, to my... or you could just like go to somewhere like the Quest Diagnostics in Vons on Sunset. So you know of a lab, a medical lab testing place. Yeah, you go get in there. Like you could get anything tested anytime. It only yeah, costs or, like or 50 a lab bucks. core. Go to yeah. a lab core or Quest Diagnostic. Well, all right. So if I'm really curious about my T levels, I'll get them checked out. But I guess what I I'm don't want to be rude, but. I would wager that Karen's T levels are maybe a little bit higher than yours. <laughs> you know, I'm, you're not going to hear an argument from me. I think that might be right, but I, I, whatever my T levels are at, I'm comfortable with it. I'm just saying that my ability to are empathize, you well? Are you? Yes, I, yeah. You a I have, soy boy? I, I, hey, I like soy milk. I'm not opposed to Careful. vegetable products. Okay, but I this is me coming to you out of genuine concern now, as your friend. I would only tell you this as a friend. You got to watch out for that stuff because if your soy levels, if your soy levels get too high, if you consume too much soy, it'll up your estrogen levels and you'll start to feminize in a lot of ways. I, which, I don't know. I, I, I'm not worried about that and I don't think I consume enough soy for it to have any major impact on my well, system. You, I, I appreciate you should the look concern. it up. You should look it up, Will. Maybe I'll go to Quest up. Diagnostics and I'll have my estrogen checked and my T levels Diagnostics. checked. Diagnostics. Sorry. I'll go to wherever this place is, and I'll get my T levels and my estrogen levels checked. I think we've we've got something here, um, uh, Flint. If you don't mind, I think Karen and I are going to go have a meeting about this to sort of to make to kind of shore up what we would do with this. And if you're open to it, we'll give you a call tomorrow and just sort of you know propose a plan and see if you see if you're into it. That's perfect. All right, thanks, Flint. We'll call you tomorrow. Sick. Bye, Flint. See see you guys. Bye. Hello. If you're enjoying I Will Write Your Book, please do that thing that every podcast asks you to do and go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It makes a huge difference to us getting to new audience members. Also, if you have ever heard of social media, there's I Will Write Your Book on Instagram and I Will Write Your on Twitter, which features photos of our guests. And sometimes we get fun fan art that mocks up the covers of these books that we are talking about on these episodes. And it's really fun. So I hope you get a chance to check those out. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, all right, this is cassette tape 24. I'm meeting with Karen Donahue at Sherman's Coffee Shop. This is uh, just shortly after uh, a meeting with uh, Flint. So, uh, Karen, what'd you think? Um, this guy's. Um, He's nuts, right? I mean, like he's, he's brilliant. I mean, you, he's brilliant. You really think yeah. he's brilliant? He's, he's obsessed not. with masculinity in a weird way, right? Like he's well. So maybe you should be just a little bit more obsessed with masculinity. Look, now. that might be, that might be, but I can't be at this guy's level. He's having his dachshunds eat protein and 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 creatine. You know what? And- I just I just want to say something, okay? I, this is what I noticed is that you told him that you admired him for his honesty and for yeah, being open. That's true. When he I, admitted to you that, that he I did, was on I did. parole, and he said maybe he didn't make the best decision. I did know, admire that. He, I did admire that. When he yes. started a fight yes. okay, with a police officer. So I, you admired his honesty with himself. Right, okay? yeah. What, what, are you, what are you getting at here? I, I think that's a breakthrough for you. 
I think it's a I think I'm pretty point. honest with myself. I think sometimes I'm too honest with myself. Frankly, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm up my own you're ass not. a lot. No, what? You're really not. Look, you're I'm not. I'm meeting with two therapists. I'm journaling twice a day. I'm meditating for an hour every morning. I, I, I'm in my own are head too honest? much. Are you honest? Look, Will, are you really honest with your therapist? Your therapists only see what you show them. Okay? I, tr- I, I try to you, be. Yeah, you try. You see? I'm worried for you. That's all. I'm worried I, for you. I'm doing better than I've ever done, Karen. I'm doing better. My life's going pretty good. <laughs> okay. You know, the, the, the publishing company's going good. This podcast we're doing, I'm excited about. Uh-huh. Hey, if you're... Uh, we need the gig. I'm excited to help this guy write his fantasy epic. You need the gig. You need the gig. I'm doing okay. Okay, I, I need the gig. And um, you're doing copy editing for other people? Is that right? You have other, you have other contracts you're working on? You're jealous? No, I just... I didn't realize that you were... Who are you working? You think for? you're it. my only client? I, I guess I'd never thought about it. I see just... that. See, don't you understand? This is just like the book, like King Henry VIII. He thought he was so narcissistic. He thought he was the only one who had been given a quest. You're don't telling you me to relate. That? You think I don't that see you're that. the only one who needs someone? I don't. To copy I don't relate to King Henry VIII. You know what? You know what? I want to say something to you. Okay, I what? Think, I think you're making some progress in your life. Okay, thank and I don't you. Want oh my God, you thank to, you. Yeah, that's. I don't really... want you to take a step forward and two steps back. Okay. I appreciate so I that. That's really. Keep, stop. You're you're not being defensive today. You do realize when I come here to meet with you, I don't intend to talk about me, right? We always seem to. I want to talk about the book and the author. <laughs> do you know that? You tend to give me a lot of advice, and I know it's well meant, but a lot of times, I don't need it. You're okay? wrong. Here's what I like about Flint's book. I actually think his placeholder names are great because I think they end up giving it its own style. And I think it could right. be fun. I just and- wanna I just wanna mention to you that I'm the one who told Flint that his placeholder names were good. You did say I'm that. The one yes, who said I give that. you full yes. Great. That was a great good. a great instinct good. and I you, I would give great. you full credit with that decision. Great. Yes. Good. I heard that. All right, let's let's talk with him tomorrow. I'm excited about this. I think it could actually be quite fun. Good. You're trying to be happy. I like that. It has nothing to do with me. I just I, I like. You're this guy's trying book. to be. You're trying just, to be. Could, we just, could, could you cover this today also? My coffee. Could really? you just cover this today, and I'll Venmo you later. I have a weird thing with my my checking account. I've moved all this money around, and I don't have any. Oh, all this money around. Yeah, just really? like you I'm trying not. To, I'm trying not to use my credit account. card and only use. You don't debit have three dollars. I have it. I just. I'm not sure if I have it. Right. Could okay. you just cover it for like a couple days? Fine. I mean, you... you really need to get your affairs in order. They're in order, all right? They're fine. No, they're not. You're... No, they're not. You should be kissing this guy's ass. He's got 10 novels that he wants you to work on. You should be kissing his ass. I, I doubt they're that fleshed out, but yes, I, I would love to I would love to have 10 books to write with this guy. Okay. I got to get to the tanning salon. <laughs> Cassette tape 28, and this is our, our second meeting with Flint Banner. I have Karen Donahue here. This is the day after our first meeting. Flint, are you there on the call? Hi, this is Stephen Perkins. Oh, hi, uh, Stephen. Hi, yeah, we're um, calling for Flint Banner. Is Flint there? Hi, yeah, I'm so sorry to uh, give you some bad news. Flint's actually back in prison at the moment. So I'm... Since yesterday? 
Yeah, he had a bit of a rough go of it yesterday evening. And uh, so I just, uh, I have his phone and if anytime it's been ringing, I've been letting people know what's going on with him. Oh my, my gosh. Um, I'm so sorry to hear that. So, uh, Stephen, uh, we actually did, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a ghostwriter. My name's Will Hines and he was thinking about hiring us to help write his fantasy novels. Yeah, he actually. I uh, I know who you guys are. Because oh, he showed you his notes. Yeah, and yeah. He was pretty uh, forthcoming about pretty much everything going on in his life. Every time I would speak with him, so I'm I'm pretty uh, plugged in to the world of Flint. Right, and, and he actually mentioned you to us also you, that you're his parole officer, and sometimes he has I think some difficulty complying with the demands made of him. Uh, yeah, well, you know, a lot of people who are uh, just out of the system have those difficulties. And I say, what are you going to do? It's tough, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. So. You say he's in prison. What, what, what happened? We talked to him at 4 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. Uh, uh, he just went on a real bender. Uh, uh, we were supposed to have a meeting, and he called me probably about 10 minutes before we were supposed to meet at the Blimpies. And he said, I'm going on the quest. I'd it's it's happening, bitch. Apparently, he went off. He grabbed his friend to beef. They beat up a couple of teenagers in the park, and then they Ouch. ended up driving a car directly into a blockbuster. Well, what you can I say something? Can I say something, Stephen Perkins? Okay, my name is Karen Donahue. Okay, okay, yes, hello. And you are a public servant, all right? You are a civil servant, and it is your duty to serve the community. And you Karen. have been giving. Flint Banner a hard time. You've been on his case. Okay. You've been Karen. on his ass. Karen, what are you doing? Karen, do not get in this I'm case. I'm writing okay. a wrong here. Karen, you don't, I'm please, writing a wrong. Don't he get shouldn't involved. be back in prison. Okay? Karen, you, you, shouldn't, don't, you should be in prison. You know that? We, Karen, we making wow. him go to meetings and Karen, try and find a job. We talked to Flint Banner for half an hour. We do not know the details of this story. All right, you're a don't small know. person, Stephen. Hey, Perkins. Karen, Jesus, you are small. Oh, jeez, you are tiny, oh, Stephen. I apologize. No, that- I, I, you know, and to some extent, I agree. I, the criminal justice system is set up in a way that makes it really hard for felons like Flint to readjust and reacclimate. But I try right. my best. Yeah, that's what you're doing. It's just a vicious cycle. You know, you're just throwing him back in the system just so corporations can make money off of these prisons. This is bull. And that's who's writing your check. That's who's writing your check. Karen, if he beat up a couple of teenagers with DeBeef, then I think he might. it might have been right to detain this guy. Teenagers are assholes. Okay. That might be. They're assholes just like you, Steven. Just like you. You're an asshole. Go fuck Karen, yourself. Karen, what are you doing? Hey, Karen. Will, I appreciate you sticking up for me, but don't worry about it. I hear this all day, every day from my stepdaughter, so I'm used to it. Oh, my gosh. Steven, I'm so so sorry. Look, you know, I, you I hope— You know, be cool once in a while, tell people that they don't have to do their drug tests, you know? But you're not. You're so by the book. You're so small. You have no idea what you're talking about, Karen. You don't know this guy's specific. Maybe he does maybe he does cut people some slacks. He, he sounds like a pretty not aggressive guy. Like I he sounds it. pretty You wield your power, Stephen Perkins. You wield it over the weakest <laughs> among us.
Why are you taking Flint Banner's side? We, he went to a prom and he was 21 years old. I think like the guy was going through some stuff. You said you admired him. Well, you admired when he had, him. When he admitted and I'm that he'd made a mistake, I did it. I got to say, you know, Karen's really coming from a, a, a place that I agree with in a lot of ways. Flint was making a lot of progress. He actually had started a job. He got his first job that, as far as I know, was maybe his first job in his whole life. And he was making in big strides until this big incident so i'm he I'm was doing so good and then you screwed him over stephen perkins he was doing <laughs> so good he was getting I, his life together stephen do you think that our meeting had anything to do with setting him off I, I we we had a pretty good talk we were like excited about his novel and it actually felt largely positive to me like he well seemed one in thing good that spirits. was interesting is when he called me up and said that the quest was starting and referred to me as a bitch he, one thing he said is he said the specifics I have are good enough and that he had been in a mindset of change and a mindset of growth, but that he had recently had a conversation with some people who helped him realize that everything that he had was just good enough as it was. He said that. I, we, we did think his specifics, we, we thought they were pretty good. Um, I, I really didn't think that would set off a manic phase of some They kind. were great specifics. Karen! They weren't just pretty good. They were amazing specifics. Can't you see that, Stephen Perkins? What? Can't you see that? You were so small. Oh, you I... got blinders on, man. You got Steven, blinders I really on. You're apologize. part of the problem. I apologize for this behavior. Part of the problem. Yeah, well, you know, what, I'm, what's, I'm sorry. What's, you, you were against the specifics. Is that right? Stephen, in the novel, oh yeah, yeah, I found them really difficult to read. But I got to be honest with you, the the story itself was one thing, but the main thing that was difficult was like how he had compiled everything. Just all the story wasn't even typed up on legal pads; it was just on various pieces of Burger King napkins. Well, I I got I got to take Flint's side on that because the, in the initial creative process. I say anything you write. I'm a big uh, proponent of the shitty first draft. You got to no, just get it out somehow. could have at least dried them off first. They were so wet. I don't know if that matters. I don't. I don't mind wet. You know, not everybody's got a big, big paycheck like you that you get from the taxpayer. You're stealing taxpayer money, and you can go out and get a legal pad and I, spend I'm not, all this I'm, money on I, pens I'm not a, and pads. I'm, I'm not as angry as Karen. Uh, Steven, but I, I think she's got a point. Like, you know, if you're just starting off writing something creative, I say any effort is good. And even if it's a really wet Burger King napkin, that's still a good start. I mean, have you ever written anything, Steven? Oh, um, I dabble. I bet, I, um... I bet it sucks. Oh. I bet it sucks. I can, a yeah, mindset like I you. I bet it sucks. It a sucks. A mindset like you, you, I'm not as angry as Karen, but I do think you're a bit of a critic and you're a bit of a say no first. And I bet your writing sucks serious balls. Well, I only I really bet your writing has no balls. Yeah, you suck, Stephen Perkins. What's your Go T level, Stephen Perkins? Go What's your T level? Uh, What's your T level? My T level is average around 300 in the morning, which is that sounds low, low for that a man my low. age. But you know what? I only I do do some writing and uh, I only shut up. Here, Go whoa. shove it up your ass. All right. Yeah. Shove Go it straight up your yourself. ass, you bitch. Go fuck yourself. You're not a good Steven writer. Perkins. We're fuck in you. Flint's team. You're a son of a bitch. Good job, Will. Yes. Well, That's look, I got to say, if if you're just here to uh, um, uh, speak your truth to power against me, I'm willing to take that. Um, Don't you dare be nice to me, you bitch. We're, you are our enemy. Don't you dare disarm us. All right. All right. All right, we're, I'm ending this call. Tell Flint that we're going to finish the novel without him. Well, you could speak to him. You know, there are visiting hours where he's held. I don't have time. I don't have time for that stuff. But if he's ever out, 
pass on a message that we're on board. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I'll do All that. Right. Talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Fuck you. All right, everyone, that's another episode of I Will Write Your Book. Uh, my name's Will Hines. I was playing the character Will Hines, the ghostwriter. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S, where I tweet nothing but lies. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out there doing various things. I don't know. Um, and uh, Karen Donahue, may, would you please introduce yourself now? Hi, I'm Pam Murphy, and I play Karen Donahue. And you can find me at M-U-R-P-H-Y-D-L-E-A-S-E. Murphy, please. Right? Did you spell it right? <laughs> Murphy, please, on Instagram and Twitter. And hey, you better get that free 90-day trial. Get a free 90-day trial of Quibi! (laughs) This podcast is going to single-handedly propel Quibi to the top. Hi, I'm Kale Hills. I was featured in this episode (laughs) as Flint Banner and Stephen Perkins. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Kale Hills. And my improv team, Pony, does a live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. as long as we're in quarantine. Past that point, if you're listening still, I'll post about shows on social media. Uh, Thanks so much, Kelly. It was terrific. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, uh, Thanks, Campfire Media, for helping this podcast happen. And we'll see you all slash hear, listen, talk next episode. Bye. Ever wanted to hear from the neighbor at 9 Cloverfield Lane? Or what if I told you that Dr. Loomis's worst patient wasn't Michael Myers? I'm Adam Peacock, host of the podcast My Neighbors Are Dead. Join me each week as I talk to the lesser-known characters from your favorite horror films. Each week is an all-new, fully improvised journey into the unknown, featuring friends and luminaries from the worlds of comedy, horror, and beyond. New episodes every Tuesday on Campfire Media. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Campfire.